The Pre-Paces podcast is brought to you by two brilliant sponsors. Paces Ahead is a fantastic four-day face-to-face paces course run in Brentford, London. They bring you a whole host of patients with fascinating stories and reliable signs, and these patients are absolutely delighted to allow you to hone your exam skills prior to exam day. Some of the patients actually are used in the exams themselves, and the next courses are running from the 20th to the 23rd of May, and then I will be helping out on the course running on the 28th to the 31st of May. Please do come and say hello. I'd love to have a chat and hopefully help you on your way to passing your paces. But if you can't make the course for whatever reason, our other sponsor, Pass Test, has got you covered with their market-leading online revision resource. There are tons of videos which help you revise from the comfort of your own home. And most listeners that I've spoken to have said this is equally essential for your paces success. But that's enough for me for now. Let's get into this week's episode of the Pre-Paces Podcast. Welcome to the Pre-Paces Podcast. And we are going to start off the intro this week with a couple of bits of admin. First of all, massive congratulations to regular listener Anna, who got in touch to let us know about her Paces success story. So a massive virtual high five heading your way, Anna. And that's not the only good news to bring you this week. The podcast was recently nominated for a deanery level award called the MAFTAs, the Medical Awards for Training Achievements. Well, it brings me great pleasure to tell you that we only went and scooped the award for the best contribution to medical education. This was a real boon for me, so thank you all so much for listening and supporting me with continuing to produce the show. But now, onto this week's episode of the podcast, where we bring you a shorter and sweeter episode than usual as we welcome back Dr. Hamish Morrison, neurology registrar in the Seven Deanery, to talk to us about partial seizures. Now, Hamish spoke to us in the past about generalised seizures in episode 9 of the podcast, so we warmly welcomed him to give us a whistle-stop tour of partial seizures, which builds on our previous discussion, which you can go back and listen to all the way from May 2021. Normal service should resume in the weeks to come, as I'm sure many of you are. I'm trying to fix up arrangements to move to my next trust come August, and I'm running a little poor on time, hence the shorter episode this week. In any case, I hope you find it helpful. And as ever, thank you for supporting us here on the Pre-Paces podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pre-Paces podcast, and we are delighted to welcome back to have a focused look at partial seizures, Dr. Hamish Morrison, a neurology registrar in the Seven Deanery. So Hamish, thanks very much for joining us again. Hi, Sam. Uh, Thanks very much for having me back on the show again. And when we've discussed seizures before, we have covered how to assess, investigate and manage a patient presenting with a generalised tonic-clonic seizures. But one thing I thought we needed to just shed a bit more light on is focal seizures or or partial seizures. And um, one thing we covered at the start of last episode, which I think we're just going to try and recap again, is um, what the definitions of a convulsion, a seizure and epilepsy are. So Hamish, do you just want to run through those for us again, just so we're all singing from the same hymn sheet? Yeah, absolutely. So taking those in turn, uh, a convulsion, this is a generic term describing irregular movements of the body 
caused by involuntary muscle contraction and has many causes. A seizure describes abnormal excessive discharges of a set of neurons. And epilepsy is a medical condition characterized by recurrent seizures. And when we talked about generalized seizures in the last episode, as opposed to focal seizures or, or what were previously known as, as partial seizures. So Hamish, what's the difference between the two when you talk about generalized and focal seizures? Yeah, thanks, Sam. And yeah, you, you know, the, 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 the nomenclature around seizures can be confusing, but a focal or, or partial seizures involve only abnormal discharge in a localized area of neurons, as opposed to uh, a generalized seizure where the activity spreads throughout the brain. Uh, symptomatically, there, there are two key types of focal seizure, both those where consciousness is unimpaired or known as a focal aware seizure, and those where consciousness is impaired, which is known as a um, focal unaware seizure. And then one of the things that I found during my research is that you, you've got an abnormal discharge of neurons in specific areas of the brain. So as a result, focal seizures can present in a, in a broad variety of ways, can't they? Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. You know, it, it it's not a, it's not always an exact science, but sometimes patients will give you a really nice uh, description of of symptoms, which from a neuroanatomical perspective makes sense. So, occipital seizures often patients will describe flashing blobs of light or perhaps shimmering light, and 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 typically, as I've mentioned in in the previous episode on seizures, this is typically a positive phenomena. Where they're, where they're seeing lights and added visions as opposed to the vision going, say, black or tunnel vision. Uh, seizures in the, in the parietal lobe are often associated with uh, a spreading paresthesia or pain. Frontal lobe seizures, now, these can look really quite bizarre with patients having sort of hyperkinetic, high-energy motor movements. And then temporal lobe, temporal lobe seizures, patients often describe a, a rising epigastric sensation or sometimes déjà vu or uh, jamais vu. They can also uh, get a, a gustatory or olfactory hallucinations or a, a feeling of, an, of intense emotion, either fear or panic, or sometimes something that they find hard to describe. Um, just jumping in there, that I thought this is a really interesting thing, particularly related to the jamais vu, because I think everyone listening to the show has probably had déjà vu at some point where you know you go somewhere or you're having a first experience uh anywhere but you feel like you've had it before and jamivu is the opposite of that where you know you might go into your you know your childhood home into your living room in the house you grew up in but then you might think oh this is this is new i don't know this place which would be sort of um quite abnormal quite an abnormal feeling so it's just um maybe maybe sort of a very big curveball in in something like paces but just an important um important thing to consider, probably more for, for your general practice rather than um, in paces. And one of the things which I thought was important to mention about focal seizures is that it's it's quite unlikely that these are going to be the sort of predominant diagnosis in a paces station, but they can mimic a number of other um, conditions, which may well be the um, diagnosis. So focal seizures, whilst probably not going to be the um, the diagnosis the examiners are looking for might be important to mention as possible differential diagnoses. So what sorts of things can focal seizures um, be a mimic for? There are a number of things that, that, that focal seizures could appear in the differential diagnosis of. Uh, the first thing might be um, uh, migraine with aura, which can appear similar to an occipital focal seizure. Uh, however, the fortification spectra associated with migraine typically represent 
flashing straight or uh, jagged lines rather than rather than the coloured circles associated with occipital seizures. In addition, the aura of migraine is typically longer, so lasting minutes rather than in seizures where the aura is usually just a few seconds. Thinking of vascular in TIA or transient ischemic attack, uh, typically the onset of neurological, neurological symptoms is uh, abrupt rather than in a seizure where typically you've got a more gradual spread. Typically uh, in TIA, uh, the patient will describe negative symptoms. So uh, for example, the, uh, the loss of power, the uh, loss of sensation rather than a positive symptom such as uh, uh, limb jerking or uh, paresthesia, which you may experience in a seizure. And then uh, finally, a transient global amnesia, which is a, a, a very uh, a specific um, sort of syndromic diagnosis where patients typically are middle-aged or elderly, are often brought into hospital by worried family members, being extremely repetitive and appearing anxious and uh, with a several hour history of, of, uh, of amnesia. The exact cause of transient global amnesia is unknown, but it's usually an isolated event. But there are and, and there are a few known triggers such as such as stress and entering a cold body of water. But transient global amnesia can um, uh, mimic a temporal lobe, an amnestic temporal lobe seizure. Perfect. So just important to consider those sort of differential diagnoses if if a patient is reporting. You know, for example, um, visual phenomena or gaining symptoms. So, just the emphasis on the the positive symptoms. You're gaining symptoms rather than um, rather than losing them, and particularly in a in a TIA. And then, in terms of investigations and management of these patients, it's it, they're probably going to be much the same as as generalized seizures as as we discussed on on your last episode. Yeah, that is absolutely right. Um, I mean, broadly speaking, you've got neuroimaging, so. Um, acutely uh, a CT brain, but, 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 I, but ideally at some stage, an MRI of the brain, um, as well as um, an, an EEG. In circumstances of, of focal seizure, you, you may want to pay particular uh, attention to a certain area on the MRI scan, for instance, the um, mesial temporal lobe, or perhaps um, looking for a, a certain uh, region of discharges on the EEG. In terms of management, broadly speaking, this is the, uh, this is the same as for other types of seizures. Um, and importantly, uh, focal seizures can um, can progress into uh, generalized uh, tonic-clonic seizures. And this might be a bit advanced for paces in particular, but if you're treating focal seizures as opposed to generalized seizures, are there any differences in the in the treatments you might choose for for focal as opposed to generalized seizures? There are medications which are favoured in in focal onset seizures, and in, in terms of lamotrigine, levetiracetam, and sometimes carbamazepine would be preferred over a drug such as valproate. But but generally speaking, most of the commonly used drugs are are effective for both focal and generalised seizures. Perfect. So that was just a um, a dip in the water of um, focal seizures. Are as a as a follow up episode to um, Hamish's previous appearance on the show discussing um, a patient presenting with seizures so thanks very much to Hamish for coming back and joining us for this episode of the pre-paces podcast thanks for having me Sam and as we mentioned this time we've been discussing focal seizures following on from episode nine of this podcast where we discuss seizures as they might be presented in paces so be sure to like comment and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and we will see you next time on the pre-paces podcast